Welcome to the Church of Mavis radio show. It's Friday night at 7.12 p.m. Central. We got uh, Professor Wham with us here tonight and uh, Tilly Treadwell. And uh, we'll be talking about the Mandela effect and our paranormal investigations with the Weird Walk Home, which is, uh, what, what's the link to that? Do you have a link that you want to give out? Oh, uh, if anyone would be interested in uh, learning more about my show or maybe catching an episode, you can just hop onto YouTube and search The Weird Walk Home, and it should pop up for you. Okay, and uh, well, basically, this is like <clears throat> year 17 of the show, and uh, I think that is, it, it maybe off a year, it might be 18, I, I, I forget, mix it up, but... The show got started because I had a lot of experiences after going through uh, testicular cancer when I was 17 and chemo and all that fun stuff. And then a few years later, my dad passed away. This was in Georgia. And I started to have a lot of weird experiences from UFOs over houses that I lived and people agreeing that it seemed like I was attracting them on some level uh, from beings of light. Uh, I've seen those many times with my naked eye uh leaving my house and i think maybe they might have been my dad and uh in some kind of a light body or something like that but there's been some you know a lot of being type sightings had some correlations with ufos where i've said prayers when i had trouble getting interviews and i would have a ufo sighting and then next thing you know i'd be on the phone with uh stanton friedman nuclear physicist uh he's passed now but and, and i would it seemed kind of like there was a, a synchronization uh of uh, something that is glad that we're talking about this and raising consciousness. Of course, I think there's crappy stuff out there with, you know, negative stuff too, but it seemed like I've had some experiences with the positive with it on many levels. And that led to doing the show. And here we are run ragged and still kicking. <laughs> so what started you on, on your, on your journey with all this? Well, I, if I am mentally stable, emotionally stable, and if I am understanding what happened appropriately, I started having experiences, non-human experiences, when I was just in the crib, a, a little baby of about six months old or so. And beyond that, the experiences just kept continuing, and I've all my life had experiences with, you could say, the Fae, with even time slips and quantum slips like the Mandela effect. And then later on, a more, you could say, exotic encounters when I was a paranormal investigator. And after two years of clinical training for severe trauma patients, I decided to retire from that. But I took my training and applied it to paranormal investigating and became a type of, you could say, paranormal counselor. And I found a lot of links between mental health and physical health, environment, and then paranormal experiences, the type, the frequency, non-human encounters, the messages that those other types of people may bring to humankind. And it's just been a, like, like my channel name says, it's been a weird walk home. And here I am today. I'm still trying to, to spread the message of love and harmony and self-care 
in a less hands-on paranormal way, but hopefully in a way that people will find fun and engaging and maybe even a little bit unique. Well, what were some of the the the, <clears throat> the cases that you came across with some of this work? Is there any that stand out? There are a lot actually that that stand out. Uh, what what kind would you like to hear specifically? I I have one about a Bigfoot. They're poltergeist type investigations, so-called demons, energy vampires. There's a lot. Well, let's start with Bigfoot. That's always a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, although I cannot, mind you, give out all of the exact locations, I can say that all of the cases I'm about to reference took place up in the northern states. So think like Indiana, Ohio, those types of states. In this man's property, he had a house on the edge of the woods and he had a beautiful, beautiful property, but it had been paranormally active for quite some time and apparently had been really picking up steam over about the, the last six months before he called us in. Um, for him, the final straw he relayed to us was that when he was out in the woods, he witnessed a giant, roughly seven foot tall Bigfoot, furry with brown hair, super muscular, uh, walk face first into a tall, healthy oak tree and disappear into the oak tree. He was absorbed. The Bigfoot was absorbed into the oak tree and just disappeared. And this gentleman was out of his mind concerned about several factors. First, he thought he was maybe making it all up, hallucinating, but then based on the other activities that he had seen within the house and around the property, he decided that he needed to get some professional help. And that's how we wound up going out there to investigate. And uh, I, I hear a lot of reports from human people and then the, the non-human people in the past that have been kind enough to speak to me. They've told me that rocks and trees and forests are both gateways to their home dimensions, but also are their homes here. Uh, yeah, so that's I, I never experienced a Bigfoot for myself, but that is the secondhand report that I that I do have. And of course, this gets into how Bigfoot and UFOs and poltergeists and the Fae and other types of hauntings may all very well be connected, maybe even one in the same. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard stories of people having Bigfoot encounters and then like poltergeist stuff will follow them home and things like that. Yep. from uh different people and what else did he go through i mean what was it scary at any point or it was just like he saw it and freaked out or <laughs> sure sure well he reported that items in the house with his family they were moving falling off of counters by themselves sometimes flying across the room uh, he claimed there were that there were apportated objects or how do you say i'm sorry apported objects and that there were shadow people walking around the house or gliding along the the uh, the walls and sometimes he said that he could swear that he saw 
someone or something coming out of a corner or coming out of a wall or out of a pantry. And then I didn't get to talk with the, the kids, but the kids um, had left us voice notes saying that they had seen the same types of phenomena as did the wife. Oh yes, also, how can I forget? Uh, there were a few reports of mimicry that they, they would think that they were hearing what appeared to be another family member calling to that person in the other room, or they'd think that they would hear their own voice talking in another room. And of course, the other family member wasn't there and they knew that they weren't in that other room saying what was being said. And I don't think that those were actually anything dangerous, that wasn't anything dangerous going on. I really do think that that place was just a giant portal for quantum slips and all kinds of dimensional travel. And uh, uh, why do you think the poltergeist followed the, the Bigfoot? I mean, I've tried to figure it out. Or is it the actual Bigfoot doing stuff? Or is it like just, I don't know, is it just attracting weird ghosts or something because it's around? I'm trying to figure out. I've heard the pol like the stuff happening. I know with Skinwalker Ranch, and I haven't read the newest book I have. It's gathering dust on a shelf. But supposedly some of the soldiers that went to Skinwalker Ranch uh, came back to their houses and phenomenon like that followed them home. And they felt like some of their children were in danger and stuff like that. And I know uh, some of the Skinwalker stuff is when they they will do mimics and or try to lure you to a part of the woods or do weird stuff, you know, like vocal, like mimicry and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that it might be important to, for me to make it clear that I don't like or appreciate what the Skinwalker Ranch team is doing. They go over there, they're launching off violent rockets, they're digging up who knows what, and they just have a bad attitude in my opinion. They have a, a really combative attitude. And so I think it's perfectly fair for anyone else there out there to see it as acts of war. So I have no sympathy for those men. Yeah. And I do know that a lot of this is seemingly highly connected and probably the same thing. And I think that more often than not, it is a reflection of the person who is being interacted with, who is being haunted, allegedly. Um, so <laughs> I, this is where it gets into my experiences with non-human people. So. I've been diagnosed as being extremely neurodivergent. I have very low ego content and very low emotional content. The non-human people, back when I would do my investigations, the you could say the jinn, the shadow people, the so-called demons, the fae, they would approach me and talk to me and say, we would talk to more physical people if they were calm, and they weren't thinking emotionally and they weren't combative. And then they would explain to me often that this is the, they, they wear different masks depending upon the audience and the context to answer your question in a more <laughs> roundabout way. I hope that helps. Yeah. The Skinwalker Ranch thing, I've kept up with it for a while. And I know there's the beyond Skinwalker Ranch thing where they're going to other ranches and similar phenomenons happening. But the most alarming thing about all that is there's so many government spooks involved in that show 
that it's just like reached the level of real creepy insanity from Colonel John Alexander to former Bigelow employees to security that used to be there. Like it's just basically like a spook operation at this point. And I think there's phenomenon, but the way the government's so enwrapped in it, it's really creepy. That's mostly why I keep up with it because it's creepy and it's on TV and they're having giant conference meetings with attorney state generals there, former Bigelow employees, Colonel John Alexander, and they're showing it. And the last yeah. season ended with them saying there's an alien base or something under there and they can't drill through it. And they don't know if the military put it there or the aliens put it there or whatever. But it's definitely the weirdest crap I've ever seen on TV and it's alarming and spooky. And then there's the Chris Bledsoe stuff. He was on Beyond Skinwalker Ranch, and it's the guy that can summon UFOs. He has a book, UFO of God, on Amazon that's doing well. And all these people under are like, I can summon UFOs now, too. And they're all supposedly interacting with this phenomenon. It's in the Christian section with five stars. And they had him on Beyond Skinwalker Ranch with two CIA analysts as paranormal investigators and Colonel John Alexander and him summoning phenomenon on this show which is similar phenomenon that I've seen and interacted with, but uh, not on that level in a while. But that's my thing with it. It's just creepy that there's so many, there's spookery afoot for sure with it. It's like, are they going to bring out a real alien on this show next? Like they're up to something or a fake alien. We can get into project blue beam and all that crap, but uh, it's definitely alarming. But yeah, Jay, my, my co-host believes Bigfoot's entirely physical and it's, it's annoying. I mean, I, I've even wondered if there's some that are physical and then there's like ghost Bigfoot, like quantum Bigfoot. Like you have us that are physical and then you have, we have spirits. So who's to say they're both not there or a mixture or different tribes, maybe different lineages or bloodlines who can do more than others with, with phenomenon or whatever. But uh, we have Ron Moorhead coming on soon too. I'm looking forward to that. He wrote Quantum Bigfoot and he has a new uh, Bigfoot book coming out. And he's kind of someone that's die hard and uh, been around a while and open more open to that. It's a weirder phenomenon than people who think it's just King Kong running around in the woods, you know? Sure. Well, this is where I think it's really important to maintain an open mind. And I don't think that a lot of human beings are really good at that. And um, this is, this is another area where, non-human people have told me that this is why they avoid humanity mostly like the plague unless they need them for something because if we look at say the bigfoot phenomenon we have a person that seems to be both physical and then also able to transform into something more um quantum why can't it be both why why isn't it possibly both i think that it is and i don't understand personally the big deal around why a lot of people flip out about this type of thing like you said there's both the spirit and the body but what if reality outside of the human experience is a lot more blended the physical into the quantum because it seems to me like human people mostly only experience and believe in the materialistic, the physical. And I think that that's a very backwards way of looking at it, at least from my own experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people with the Bigfoot thing, I've had some threaten to beat me up just because I thought it was paranormal a long time ago. Like someone threatened exactly. to become, beat me up at my house because I think Bigfoot's paranormal. It's like, you might need to get therapy, buddy, or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
more fiber and, in your diet. Exactly. And that that's <laughs> essentially that's that's also why I retired from the Exorcist Light team that I was working on because Although the church leadership believed me and although my own team had proof of the things that I was saying and it actually lined up with a lot of their own biblical beliefs, even though I, I'm not I'm not religious. I've never been religious. I don't like religion personally, just for me. Um, but everything was lining up. They believed me. But the priest told me it is much safer and wiser for you to keep quiet about the things that the non-human people are telling you and about the things that you are learning and catching on camera and catching on EVP because humankind is not ready to hear it yet. They are not ready for anything more yet. And your life could be put in danger. And so I found that to be true. I've only been at, uh, at this public engagement uh, with my channel now for a few months and I've already gotten threats and I've already dealt with like sexual types of, of harassment and people just being so cruel and disrespectful when I've been nothing but kind to them. And this, this is why, as the meme goes, aliens fly by earth and lock their doors. Yeah. What do you mean? Exorcist? Is that what it was? Is it like being an exorcist? Exorcist light. So I was helping to screen um, people who were applying for and or already utilizing church services and resources because they claimed that they were being haunted or harassed by demonic people. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, what would happen to them with some of this demonic stuff? Was it kind of like textbook horror movie stuff? Or, I mean, what were some of the, the symptoms? Well, there was no possession going on that I, I ran into. Um, <clears throat> however, there was absolutely uh, environmental disruption. There was sometimes even verbal and physical interruption. You could say that these allegedly demonic people were whispering in the, the human family's ears. Things of that nature. Um, anything and everything almost, really, to be honest with you. But I often oh go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna I was just thinking about me and Christina saw a movie last night, The Dark and the Wicked, and it was a pretty intense horror movie, but it seemed like they were stealing stuff from Skinwalker Ranch. But it was good. It was definitely mm -hmm. one of those you're like, Do I need to be watching this? This is pretty crazy, you know, dark. But uh, it was similar things to where vocalizations and something messing with the cattle and and things like that. And, uh, I mean, the demonic stuff, what's some of the worst that you've heard of that kind of stuff that happens? That I've heard of? Like secondhand, thirdhand? Or, or with your particular cases or any anything, that like a, a case that you said there were some demonic cases or something? Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, worst is is pretty subjective, and I I don't see my former clients as being victims. So I I see what happened as being fair and right because of the things that they were doing, and keeping quiet from the church, that I wound up finding out about and verifying. So I I think it was all perfectly fair. 
And uh, so what, what are some of the uh, experiences that you've had personally? I mean, I know you said you've had some since you were a child, but what are some of, is there a particular case, I mean, experiences that you can tell us about that you've had? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've had um, experiences even up to earlier this week, but if you'd like to hear about one of my earlier experiences when I was a, a little girl, I was at my grandmother's house and this was about four going on five o'clock in the morning and it was in the early summertime and I had spent the night over there and I was just up. I love being up at night and I love, I love houses. I love domestic life. Even then I was just fascinated with my grandma's house. So I would just walk around the house in the early morning and admire things, admire like the dim light of certain things. I don't know. I was a weird kid, <laughs> but I was drawn to music that I heard coming from my grandma's backyard. My grandma, she kept an immaculate herb garden along with uh, like certain flowers and butterfly bushes. And she, she tended this thing like it was her baby. And I went to the kitchen window and I looked out because I was confused about the music. And to my surprise, about 25 feet away, at the main portion of my grandma's garden, which was in a, a large oval uh, shape with mulch and the butterfly bush and a bunch of herbs, right in front of the little bit of herbs, there were or there was a gathering of little champagne lights about two or three inches off of the ground, but they were glowing beautifully, and I could make out in the dim light that occasionally they were fading in and out between a humanoid form per light and then fading back to a light and they kept going like that over and over and as my eyes adjusted even more i was able to see that they were having a party they were dancing around with each other some of them holding hands dancing in a circle some of them not just dancing in a circle together some of them were just watching it was it looked like a lot of fun and a few moments after that, after watching, th this is by far, I think, the strangest experience that I've ever had encountering other types of people. Attached to my grandma's side door, there was a nice little landing and a ramp outside that led to the garden. There was a giant um sandpiper that came up the ramp and i knew it was one of the beings down that was dancing and a giant rabbit you know like uh, in indiana and ohio and whatnot the rabbits in the backyard they have the gray and the cream coats uh -huh. you know what i'm talking about yes yes it was one of those standing on two feet they had, I don't know if they walked or if they just like materialized on the back landing, but they had tapped gently on the door and I walked over and I had a brief conversation with them. They invited me to come dance with them and said that I would be very happy. And as a little girl, I, I was like four years old. 
I sincerely thought about going with them. And I still today think about how this incarnation for me would have turned out if I had taken their offer. <laughs> and sometimes I kind of wish that I had just so I could experience it, you know? And what so, was their offer to join them? Or I mean, mm -hmm. what would they say? They wanted you to come to Avalon? What was going on? I, they didn't say any any place. They just said to come live this. They didn't, there weren't any words, I should say. It was all telepathic, feelings-based, internal. Um, okay, have you ever heard the Nine Inch Nails song, uh, The Warning? I know I have. I can't think of it right now, but I know their music pretty well. So probably, yes, I just I, I, right now it's not popping in my head, but I have all their stuff. Okay. So, yeah, fair enough. Well, there there are some lyrics in that song where they talk of, or they sing about how you hear it and feel it from inside. That's exactly what this was. And they offered me to come with them because they they uh essentially warned me that the human world was a was a uh, a painful place and uh i listened to pretty hate machine during chemo that was like a soundtrack so yeah i i, I know nine inch nails <laughs> for sure and uh and uh i know when you say you saw that there was an experience i had once where i saw these silver lights out in the backyard and trees and it was not glow bugs or whatever it was something weird like something fairy-ish and at that particular time i had seen this like a uh, weird fat little gray man that almost looked like a apparition of a buddha statue you'd see at a chinese restaurant but alive and there was a time where there were some white flashing lights in the windows and i'd wondered if it was aliens with headgear or something but those lights i'll never forget them and it was like almost like there was christmas tree lights with electricity in the trees but there was not <laughs> like yeah yeah is, does that sound like fairy phenomenon is that was that similar like was it lights in the trees or oh uh it was it was in her herb garden really low to the ground yeah it was champagne colored instead <laughs> is it fairy um i know that a lot of those people at least according to my experiences from what they've explained to me they don't really label themselves the way that human people do uh it, it's all just very general and it all blends into each other so as they say we're we're all just family and um apparently with human people being more of the outlier and that human people it's more common for human people to put strong box labels on these things so i i'm sorry i'm not quite sure how to answer your question exactly objectively if that makes sense i understand and uh and what were some of the experiences that you had recently <laughs> sure well <laughs> We're moving right now, and as I'm sure you're aware, moving is a very liminal time, and that's when a lot of stuff can kick up, right? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> we discovered recently that the house we've been living in for the last three years has developed a black mold uh, problem, and we didn't we didn't know it until very recently. And that whole side of the house, coincidentally, has developed 
uh, a strong haunting. So, for example, the other day, um, my husband and I were standing in the bedroom, which we vacated now because it's it's just so active over there. And I looked up over his shoulder. There is a bathroom that is attached to that bedroom. And out of the door frame, on top of the door frame that connects those two rooms, like hundreds, if not thousands, of little mayflies came crawling out of literally the woodwork of that door. And then I, I flipped out because I've never had any problems like this, and it just came out of nowhere. And I've never heard of mayflies being like this. We've never had any issues like this, especially anywhere in the house. But then he went into the bathroom and found thousands more of them had just populated in the shower, just just out of the complete blue. And uh, right before that, we had, we were sleeping one night. And you know how on YouTube you can have those lovely playlists that are really soothing for you to sleep to at night, right? Yes. Yes. We always play a playlist like that. And this one night, this had never happened before, has never happened since. Our TV, our YouTube app, switched itself from that delightful little playlist that we play every night to, I kid you not, a program about the apocalypse. And we woke up in the middle of the night to it turning itself up on full blast. And there was just the noise of a bomb going off. And then the announcer voice comes on. He's like, and there was massive destruction. And it scared the daylights out of both of us, woke us up from a deep sleep. And it was just, it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, we, we moved out of that room like the next day I stayed up doing a, um, a Florida water cleanse on the whole area and burning incense and all of that good stuff. But then recently, um, I've been having pennies appear out of the blue on my side of the bed and, and embedded in the carpet over near my side of the bed and one in my shoe. And my husband has started to find them just scattered randomly around our house as well near over by where we sleep now in the living room where we have our bed set up also something brand new never happened before so yeah well, me, me and William have talked about florida water before and uh i always mean to get some but i never do is it that's the particular brand called florida water and it, what do you think about it does it really help with that kind of stuff and like get rid of it or whatever it's like cleanses yeah. Yes, in, in my experience, it is wonderful for temporarily, the key word is temporarily, raising the vibration of any person, place, or situation. But it only lasts for a few hours, maybe 12 hours at most, depending upon how much you spray. It can definitely last, though, a lot longer if you do a traditional voodoo-style cleanse which is to take the Florida water, put it onto a rag, or combine it with soap, and then clean your furniture and or your door frames, your walls, uh, that type of thing with it. So that's been my experience though. We, uh, we keep that part of the house now sealed off with Florida water and the lights on in that portion 24 seven, we have no more problems. 
with that side of the house. And, and I largely attribute it to how we use the Florida water to seal it every single day. Why is it magical? They make it a certain way. Is it like got stuff in it? I've heard of it a lot. I always yeah. mean to get it, but I forget or something. And maybe eventually we will get some at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's okay. No, it's, it's really, it's not blessed or anything like that. It just includes ingredients that are high quality and that are high vibration. They, they affect the physical and the quantum vibration of whatever it is applied to. <coughs> Check it out. Uh, I know. Where do you normally get yours at? Sure. So <laughs> I just buy mine in a mega pack on Amazon. <laughs> I have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, you and can get it on Amazon. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all different kinds. Lot of water. Flood of water. water. Flood of water. You can also get bar, Florida water bar soap. And yes. <coughs> oh, I was going to just ask Wham, uh, not spend too much time on it, but did you meet with Gail and, or anything yet? Did that happen? I, I, I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, oh, okay. her, her, her brother passed away last weekend. And so they they have been involved with you know all of those family things so i was going to connect with her over this weekend i was maybe you know the weather here is supposed to be crap tomorrow so i was going to i was could actually text her tomorrow morning and see whether it tomorrow evening might be a good time to go see her so i'll cool. see I'll, I'll i'll connect with her at some point gail is a bigfoot situation so i always gather in bigfoot bigfoot data uh, next week we got Brian Seach and uh, he's like got a cryptozoological uh, organization and paranormal, but I was also seeing his work with Stan Gordon a lot. So that'll be interesting. Uh, so, uh, I mean, everything's just so crazy energetically lately in the world with all the trumple gooch stuff and the Putin stuff and the blah, blah, blah. Everything just feels kind of off kilter maybe we need to like fill up a, a tub like a jacuzzi of florida water me and christina and just like take a bath in it or something there's soap that's that's mm -hmm. good to know but everything just feels weird but it uh does, does, doesn't it? like it's just on the verge of just totally going to hell like any second <laughs> Like, I know he was, I don't want to get into this, but I know they were talking about Putin was maneuvering submarines and crap, and he was already threatening to blow us up again. It's like, we just do it and shut up, like, at this point. Right. <laughs> I don't want him to do that, but I don't like it. But anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so how's your uh, husband feel about all this stuff? Is he pretty open to it? Does he have experiences? Uh, how, did that, how did that work out? Yeah, sure. So, um, yes, he has experiences with me pretty dang often, honestly. And this has been going on for, for years. It really picked up after, right after we got married, um, to the point where he has seen his cell phone manifest itself into a place where it absolutely could not have been. And we had to <clears throat> fish it out together after a long period of not being able to find it. And there have been other experiences as well. And he's he's even seen a little, you could probably say like a, a brownie house fairy in one of his own client's houses. 
um, over here in, in Florida. And then he's been finding the pennies recently. He's the person who, or he's the one who brought it to my attention because I thought I was going nuts. I was like, why am I seeing pennies everywhere? <clears throat> and then he approached me just last night talking about finding pennies everywhere and he has no idea where they're coming from and he thinks it's paranormal. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I thought I was losing my mind at last. <laughs> There's a there's a there's a, a unsolved mysteries on that new one that's on uh, Netflix. I haven't watched them all, but I want to start over and watch them all uh, at some point. But there was one uh, with the the guy that's like the, I guess the Navajo police situation, like X Files. They were having a situation where these coins kept appearing in this place over and over. Did you see that one, William? Do you remember that one? There was like a weird one where like the coins would fall from and clink on the floor. It's really creepy. And that guy's pretty respectable. It's like part of that weird Navajo X-Files department for the, the tribal police or something. But there was a story like that where these coins kept appearing. And it's on the second season or one of the seasons. Uh, it's just an episode about the whole Navajo police paranormal that's pretty good on there. And there's a coin situation. So that is weird when that happens. And uh, so he does paranormal work too. When you say client, that's what he deals with like that. Or was it something else? Say that one more time. For oh, me. Your, your husband said he, you said he saw a, a, some type of fairy in a house. Was he doing paranormal work there? Or was it something he does? Something oh, else? it was something completely unrelated. Um, typically my, my husband is, about as psychic, I like to say, as a stale ham sandwich, and that's okay. We need people like that. That's perfectly fine. But his work is going into other people's homes to to do personal services, and uh, yeah, he he saw this little brownie, you could say, running underneath of like running to duck underneath of his client's couch when he was there working. What did it look like? Did he say what it looked like? Was it like the little ones on Willow? The little things. Willow. Oh my gosh. I, I, I apologize. I've not seen Willow in a long time. So I, I woo. but I can say that he said it was, it was only a, a few inches tall. Um, Hey honey. Oh, he don't hear me. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I know I'm always trying to figure out a thing I saw. That's why I asked, uh, a long time ago, I saw these three cloaked beings in the woods that were small and slender. They kind of looked like skinny Jawas. You couldn't see their face. There's a black box in front of them, and a cat jumped towards them, and they vanished. And I've always wondered if they were something like that, but I don't really know what the heck they were. But it was definitely creepy. The black box is the creepiest part of it, trying to figure out. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't Satan's webcam or whatever it was. <laughs> Someone said it might have been a like a quantum, like a some kind of device, like to travel or something, but. Uh, a friend saw those with me, so I've always wondered. And at that time, I'd been reading a lot of Celtic Otherworld kind of books and things like that. So I always wondered if it was something, you know, fairy-ish or something mm -hmm. like that. But uh, but one of the, the big ones has been light beings. Has light beings come up any with, with your work? Oh, yeah. Actually, light beings, that's been with me since I was uh like i don't know three four years old um maybe five when i explained that experience to you but then also when i was around that age i experienced what i do believe to be a light being directly in my bedroom and i was told 
more recently by some of the non-human people that I've had the honor to chat with that in their own less physical dimensions, they can what human people would call shapeshift freely, essentially, but that their base, you could say physical form is actually a light. It's a type of light, depending upon that person's genetics. And so sometimes even trying to come into the more physical realm here, they revert back and forth. Sometimes they can help it, sometimes not. And sometimes they will adopt that form, becoming less physical to try to get away from human beings or just to maintain privacy and investigate with less energy expand or um, expenditure to come into the physical plane. There's There's a lot to it that I've been told and that I, I do believe is real and accurate. Hold yeah. on just a second. Hey, honey. Artemis. Hey, hon, what was the, what did it look like that little, um, little non-human person that you saw running under your client's couch? What color was it? Can you remind me? Okay, he says that the little being that he saw under his client's couch was like a little light tan color. Um, about how tall was it again? Because I don't remember what you said. Uh, and he said that it's, it was about eight inches tall. Definitely interesting. Uh, yeah, there's Willow the movie, which is great, but then they made the series, which was not so great on, on Disney. It was kind of a... Ugh. But uh, the movie's much better for sure. But there's little pixies that run around in it or something. I remember. I can't remember their names. But uh, okay. well, I think a lot of the fairy stuff and the alien stuff's connected. And a lot of people think that. But there's definitely like it might be one in the same phenomenon, you know, uh, very similar for sure. And uh, so uh, you said you're not religious, but do you consider yourself spiritual dealing with all this? Is there a. Uh, a particular belief system that applies to your spirituality? Mm, those are great questions. I would say that I'm deeply spiritual and that if I had to lean towards any kind of organized system of belief, it would be possibly like Japanese or Buddhist animism, but only the portion that applies to believing that every object is sacred and may contain a soul or a person or a spirit and um yeah that's that's about as as deep as i go with any organized religion to be honest with you or, or organized spirituality otherwise i just believe that it is healthiest and most accurate objectively to how do you say Take as much responsibility as one can for his or her own mental health, safety, incarnate journey, uh, the storyline that one chooses in this life. And I do not believe in any kind of worship whatsoever for myself. If other people want to do it, I'm not. That's not my business, I don't think. But for myself, I think that worship is is evil. And I think that it is a great way to enslave someone. 
And uh, I, I know when I've seen the light beings, uh, it was kind of a proof to me that there's, you know, a great spirit, God, or maybe even, you know, Christ consciousness because they were glowing people. So they sure. probably have a supervisor or the, the force, you know, the nirvana and things like that. But uh, I know uh, Mandela effect was one of the topics and I don't know much about that. Uh, my extent of knowledge is that Berenstein bear situation. That's about all I know about Mandela effect. First off, why do you know why they call it Mandela effect? It's not after the, the leader dude, like from Africa or whatever, is that is another reason why they call it Mandela effect? Or is that just like, I think Mandela can mean more than just a, a last name. Like it means something else, like something spiritual or something, doesn't it? Uh, perhaps, but if so, I'm not aware. From what I understand, it was named after Nelson Mandela because oh, really? several okay. people, yeah, um, several people back in, in, back in the day remembered him dying in jail or prison in 1991 and that was my memory as well originally but now that's clearly it's not the case so and then there are some people that have multiple fully formed memories about when he passed away and i've, I've talked to a few of those people too so it seems to me like it's just an example of how storylines timelines and events objective events per the timeline can change on a dime and it's when like timelines, like uh, you, you see something like, let's say Berenstein bear, and then you see it later and it's spelled a different way. What are, do you know some other examples of it? Of the of, uh, experiences with it? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. My, my biggest experience with that would have to be, I would say the, the Roman numerals on specific individual clocks over my lifetime <clears throat> starting when i was just a little kid i'm fascinated with clocks i love clocks and i always have well when i was a, a little toddler my mom had picked me up and was holding me in her arm on her hip and i was looking over her uh, over her shoulder at the mantle clock on my grandma's fireplace mantle and I looked away for just a second, and when I looked back, a few of the Roman numerals had changed. And I tend to be a pretty detailed, detail-oriented person, so I noticed this immediately, and I started kicking in my mom's arms to try to get her to pay attention. And she just told me, like, oh, you've got a big imagination, you're seeing things, it's okay, and then, you know, just went back talking to my grandmother so that was my first experience and i've watched clocks ever since then <laughs> me and christina found this clock i forget where but it's like one of those as seen on tv things and it's a clock every uh i guess number is a bird sound like i love different... those yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would think it'd get annoying after a while if you're like trying to sleep next to it or something but we haven't <laughs> But yeah, it's like a every every number is like a different bird species making its racket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Um, my grandma, when I was little, she had one of those as well, and I didn't I didn't realize this at the time, but I later on learned that the reason it stopped making noise after eight o'clock p.m. is because she was turning off the uh, the bird calls. There was an option to do that on the back of the clock. 
It was at Dollar General, apparently. Christina said that. Uh, it, was, it was pretty neat. <laughs> Definitely, like, you don't want to set that up near the bed. <laughs> There's like a cuckoo clock next to your bed, pretty much. <laughs> still cool, though. It's still neat. Uh, but uh, Mandela effect. Uh, what's the Berenstein bear thing? Is that legit, or is that just like, I don't know, crud? <laughs> what is that? What is the deal with that? Is there something to it, you think, the Berenstein bear thing? I do. Uh, my husband and I have even come across official merchandise before together where it, it's spelled differently. And we've even seen a few items that have both spellings on it. And it's an official item, brand new, licensed from that company. So absolutely, I think that there is something to it. But whether whether that is just for some cases, some some person in the company misprinting or playing a hoax or in some other cases I do think it's real I just think that every single incident of an alleged Mandela effect is different and deserves to be scrutinized on its own at least at first that's my opinion though what about you I think there's something to it. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, I've seen little dwarf people when I'm standing around a black box, so I try not to rule anything out, but I think there may be something to it, but I'm not like a diehard into it. Like I only just seen like little things about it and stuff like that. I know there was some horror movie that I meant to watch called that, like, but I didn't get around to it or something. But uh, is there any other thing you can think of with it? That's, that's weird. That comes to mind. Like any other experiences with it? With the Mandela effects? Yes, yes. Not that I can I can think of right now, to be honest, because the rest of my Mandela effect experiences, at least strictly speaking about the Mandela effect, are pretty bland, <laughs> bland and run-of-the-mill, like seeing the Target logo change or stuff like that. You know what I mean? So... It's hard to say in that way, but I've definitely had had time slip experiences and those I kind of tie into the Mandela effect because I regard them both as being time or um, timeline slip event types, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was think, thinking about that a lot lately from that Loki show. I mean, Christina are watching Loki that has a lot of that kind of stuff in it. Uh, you know, the Marvel show with the trickster Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston or whatever his name is. But, uh, and quantum, uh, what do you think about timelines? You think there's like a bunch of them happening at once and they merge once in a while or what's some of your thoughts on that? Like timelines sure. and stuff. Sure. So I personally think that anything that ever could happen has happened is happening and or will happen depending upon one's viewpoint so from the incarnate viewpoint we see past present future but from what i understand in uh, incarnations that are lighter in vibration lighter in density you have more access and control over time the understanding of time the flow of time and even though I think that humanity, a lot of human people are at a crossroads right now and that a lot of human beings are really suffering and struggling, I do think that as a whole, humanity is raising its vibration slowly but surely. And I think that that's why we're getting more and more reports of 
time slips and Mandela effects and then people swearing that they know someone, for example, really intimately, really closely, and then find out, for example, like, I don't know, their husband, who they've known for 20 years, all of a sudden doesn't like cilantro when they used to love it. And I think that it's just an endless cycle of dealing with different versions of ourselves and each other over infinite timelines per incarnation, but that here in the physical, we don't have access to most of that. But I think that that'll change as each of us raises our vibration and gains more access to timelines and awareness, dual memories, all that good stuff. I don't know. I probably sound crazy though, so don't listen to me. <laughs> well, uh, there's something to it. It's gotten a lot more popular lately in shows and stuff. And, you know, that Loki show gets into it pretty crazy. I've seen weird things lately where I see like these webs of light everywhere that are kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's rainbows, the right word, but reds and blues, like, like strings, like everywhere. And you just kind of see it and you're like, what the hell is that? It's like, you just see it everywhere. And, uh, that's happened a lot to me lately. Uh, just seeing like these, it's like almost seeing like webs of energy in the house. I think sometimes it means there's some spirits around or maybe it might be deceased loved ones or angelic. And uh, my go-to usually with if something negative happens is uh, I'll call an Archangel Michael. And I think there's something to that stuff. I, I mean, it seems to work, uh, but there's different things. I know even in, in voodoo, they call him Daniel LeBlanc or something like that. Uh, they call an Archangel Michael. But uh, the light being thing for me, I've wondered if it's us when we're not in these bodies because I've seen two leave a house here in Florida on Silver Lake and I was completely sober that particular time. And uh, I saw two leave my house as if they were in it, flew through the roof straight into the heavens. And something told me to go outside and see it. And uh, I went outside and turned towards the house and I saw it and I'll never forget it. And I don't know if it was my dad. I don't know if it was the Apostle Jimmy. I don't know what it was, but it was two humanoid shapes of light <laughs> as if they were visiting me. And I've looked into the heavens before and seen a bunch of them like around in the, like in the heavens, like almost like you see a cluster of them standing around. I think it's like maybe a staging area when we die that we go to. And it's like they go there or when we sleep, maybe we project there and it's like kind of looking at a Sims game or something. And I've seen a bunch of them in the heavens. So there's something to it. I don't know exactly what I know. Shamans and stuff talk about light beings and luminous beings of light. So there's all, there's a lot of stuff about that. I know uh, recently I had Neil Donald Walsh conversations with God on, and he had a book, God talk. And with that same publisher, uh, they had a whole book about light beings from different people talking about it, like Bernie uh, Siegel, like pretty well-known people talking about light being experiences. So it's, it's a lot of people are having those. And I just wonder if it's us without our bodies. I think there's something to it, but there's all kinds of stuff. It's angels. It's aliens. Someone said Patricia Corey said it was Syrians. So there's so many different things and maybe it is a bunch of different things, but. There's definitely something to it because I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I I've hear seen you. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that we're all family and I think that we're just all at different ages and stages. And I I do think that we share a lot of the same phenomena and lore and even for some types of, of people masking and presenting. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was any or all or maybe even something completely different than what you were just listing off. Um, I, I have no objective way to say for sure, and I wouldn't dare attempt to be so arrogant, you know? Yeah. And what about multidimensional selves? That's pretty interesting uh, just to think about that, that some of this phenomenon could be us on another timeline visiting us. Or a UFO could be us from the future coming back to visit us or something weird like your own self coming back to visit you or something in a different different uh a different multi-dimensional self that's pretty fascinating for sure yeah and i think too that maybe sometimes it could be um us maybe switching in the middle of switching timelines maybe it's a it's a type of you could say light doppelganger that someone is seeing i've had experiences like that where i've watched my cat or my husband walk nearby and then I call out to my cat or my husband only to find out that they're on the clear other side of the house and they couldn't I, I couldn't have just seen that what I saw or I, I've watched I've seen repeats of um, my husband or my cat walking by in the same way the same direction it couldn't have been possible and so I think that there is a lot of um, shifting and doppelganging going on and whatnot i just i think it all depends upon which viewpoint we are viewing life from really and i find that fascinating definitely i remember wham saying something about some lovecraftian entity multi-dimensional self or something something strange like that one show <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's wow. something like that wham like something like some kind of alien or something some kind of entity or something like that something strange lovecraftian i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i remember it's had to have been well you know all of the lovecraftian entities i mean are are said to be from another realm you know another dimension so but i i, I Oh, look at that. A centipede is crawling by my foot. <laughs> I just looked down. Uh -oh. Let's, talk, let's talk about, no, that that's fine. They're actually highly beneficial people. Yeah, we have uh, them here too, and they always have a weird smell. I try not to hurt them. <laughs> well, yeah, well. They interesting, don't they? Well, that well, you know they 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 keep they keep they keep our spiders within tolerable limits. We live in a house where no 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 crawling beast is summarily killed sometimes Aww. we have to we have to move them sometimes because they don't always locate themselves in the best you know the the in the summertime the 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 cobweb um the cellar spiders will do things like oh here's water let's build a web over the toilet seat and and you do have you do oh, have wow. to you do have to move them when they do that because that's not a good place. But anyway, um, I, I don't, I do not recall what you are talking about, Jeffrey. 
<laughs> so, there was something about a Lovecraftian. So it was a long time ago. So I don't. Well, know I well I think I maybe it was that when I was when I was writing those short stories, and um, I had a I had a dream. I had two dreams in one night of a being. It was a very strange being that seemed to be like. Um, Azathoth, who is supposed to be the idiot creator of the physical universe and um, in, in the Lovecraft uh, mythos. And um, so, and it was weird because I had these two dreams. I, it was like I had, I was dreaming and both times I was dreaming. And then all of a sudden the dream within the dream, the dream was interrupted by this weird being stumping around kind of just stumping around. I mean, like not doing anything, but it was kind of like, you know, if your dream was like a TV television and all of a sudden something invades it and just starts walking around. Uh, and, and it happened twice. And the, and the being, what I remembered most about it was that it seemed to have these sightless, its head was kind of like an, it reminded me of like an asteroid. Like if you could imagine like a, just a rocky head and it's, it had two sockets where there should, where there would be eyes if it was a normal, you know, physical being, but it was like those sockets were just like holes. They had never actually held a, a side organ it was just weird. It was very strange. And I couldn't figure out like, oh no, don't crawl in my clothes. I'll, I'll move my clothes. Um, I've actually stepped on a centipede before. You feel very bad about it. It's not something I know. I when, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to hurt it because they are, this is also, it's also a baby one. So I yeah. don't want to, I just, but I don't want it in my clothes anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. So I, I thought it was odd that I had, I was writing these stories and, and then this being appeared in my dreams. And, you know, the second time it happened, I woke up and I just thought, that's strange. Why don't you just go away? <laughs> and it did. And so I finished writing the stories and that was it. But um, that's the only thing I can think of because um, it didn't have tentacles. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, the Lovecraft stuff, the Lovecraft stuff, and all that's so weird. It seems like he definitely pulling from some kind of weirdness with all that weirdness. There's definitely something weird going on with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that whatever whatever came out of his head, whatever came out of his head, is very. It, there is something to it. Uh, it's too tinged with fear, you know, his own fear um, yeah. to, to be like an honest representation of something unless, he, unless it was so powerful, he created his own egregores, but it, it, he touched on something, you know, there, there is something there, uh, but you know, whether, whether or not you want to actually interact with it is another thing entirely, you know, um, what about uh 
insectoid type aliens. Have you, Tilly, had any experiences with that? Or uh, I've never have. Those freak me out just thinking about that. Like the mantis and stuff like that and things like that. Those those are creepy to me for sure, which that may not be their intentions, but just seems creepy <laughs> for sure. The yeah. mantis aliens. No, I, I, um, again, it doesn't really matter so much when it comes down to the end of the day, what someone's genetics are, at least not in my opinion, not in my experience. It, I believe it matters more what's at the heart of an individual. And so at least for myself, maybe because I'm accustomed to seeing other types of people who do not look as humanoid. I'm not really afraid. I've met mantis people. I've met bat people that look like the old fashioned, um, like you could say, Draculin, bat vampire hybrid people. Uh, I've met other types of half human, half looking, uh, animal looking people. And I, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't freak me out as long as that person has a, a solid code of conduct that aligns with my own. And we can communicate and they're friendly towards me. So what do the Dracula people say? Are those considered psychic vampires or is that something else? Oh, that is something completely different. No, these people I, I don't I genuinely don't believe that they were trying to siphon off any kind of energy or anything. It was more that they were just showing me their genetic, you could say, translation of body from where they came from into how it would look here in the physical. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I've had some reptilian experiences that uh, were very strange and they were multidimensional and uh, there were some psychedelics uh, at play, but definitely mm -hmm. uh, other people around who were I not. I was sober. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. of my experiences, I've been sober, but I, I'm not going to lie. There's been some party experiences that have happened as well in my youth, <laughs> but it happens. But as far as uh, the, the reptilian things were like, uh, it was Halloween night at a lake, and they were very uh, ethereal. But the weirdest thing ever, I thought at first they were fallen angels. Uh, or the devil, because I was my dad was a preacher in Georgia and all that. So my first thought was, oh my God, this is a false situation that's happening at the crossroads. But one was very uh, humanoid with a lot of like some kind of apparatus that I wouldn't say Medusa, but it was weird, like a reptilian, but it had weird hair that I don't think it was snakes, but it was weird. And there was a hydra. The closest thing I've seen to it is some Mayan glyphs from some oracle cards I have. These wood glyphs of their gods. And it was weird because they gave a positive message. Like, I love you and write and sing and dance. And then you're seeing this thing and it's like a horror movie saying something positive to you. So it was like a complete conundrum. Uh, but I, I've also heard of that with ayahuasca, which I've never done that. But uh, I know some shamanic experiences. They've seen serpent-type entities during some of their tripping and stuff like that. So it seems something like that. So I think mm -hmm. there's and McKenna and stuff. Like, I've studied him. and that's, I think there's something to that psychedelic experiences. And maybe these reptilian beings are serpentine beings. I know Wham's talked about Nagas a lot, which is some kind of a sure. reptilian being. 
who was that recently that said something about, oh, wasn't it you, Wim, that said something about gin and dog men or something? That was pretty fascinating. We were talking about that. Uh, no. that uh, oh, yeah. I was just talking about how if you are familiar with the um, with uh, the traditions of gin in the Middle East and North Africa, one of the ways in which they appear from time to time, I mean, they can a lot of them can appear since there are different types of them. They can appear in different ways. But one of the ways in which they're reported to appear, at least in the, you know, the areas of their traditional haunts, are what we would call dogmen. Um, you know, whether they're exactly the same as what people saying that they're seeing dogmen here are, I'm, I, I mean, how the hell do I know? But um, <laughs> they're, they, they appear, uh, they can appear like that, you know, kind of like, humanoid with dog heads or jackal heads um, yes. hyena heads that's another that's another option um and but they but they appear in other ways too i mean they're 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 non-corporeal from our standpoint so um you know they they can take different forms although i guess i guess according to the traditions um the various nations of them tend to take certain forms over others, but you know, it depends on whether they're, it depends on whether they're, they like people at any given point or not. You know, I mean, there are some gin that are supposed to be helpful and then a lot of gin that are like humans suck. And then, and some are um, absolutely antithetical to us for a variety of reasons. So, you know, yeah. And uh, wham the Naga, what what do they look like? The, 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 what oh, I well, well the the the, the, the well the Naga proper are are what um are what the serpent people are called in India in Hinduism and um, the Buddhist traditions, and they're I mean at least in those traditions they're understood to be very a very ancient. Um, category, I guess you would put it, category of sentient being that appear to us in serpentine form, although they can occasionally appear in other forms. Uh, but, um, and my understanding is that um, they appear, at least some of them appear in serpentine form, not so much because they're serpents, you know what I mean? Like they're like regular snakes, although snakes can be their representatives, but um, because that's kind of how we experience the manifestation of their energy here. And so that's sort of how they appear to us. They're similar in some ways to what in um, Northern indigenous traditions, or at least the ones that I'm familiar with in the Northeast here, the horned serpents, Although the relationship between humans and them are a little bit different, but um, they're supposed to be like just a really ancient um, category of being that is connected, not, not just to water, but kind of helping to maintain the structures of the planet, the physical structures of the planet. Um, and, uh, and they're scary to people. I, I, for some reason, I've had lots of experiences with them, lots of dreams about them. I've had them approach me. I don't, you know, I figured that I must be related to them in some way. Um, and uh, 
I've had them come in my home and I've had to ask them to leave because I don't like my sleep being disturbed. It's like, <laughs> come in politely. If you can't do that, then leave. You know, it's sure. very simple. Um, but I, I do do um, offerings and stuff to them every month. So um, what do you happens. give them? What do you give them? Porch? No, no. I mean, I, I do. I do two sets. I do two sets of offerings uh, on the new moons. On the new moon, I do. Um, I actually do offerings to the horned serpents here, um, and I do them in accordance with what I've been taught by both Algonquin and Cherokee teachers. Um, and it's mostly. It's not to do an. You know, I don't give offerings to like get anything from them. It's mostly just to thank them for their reality and 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 sort of maybe hang out in their energy sometimes. Um, and, uh, and, and mostly I think because at least with regard to the horned serpents, they've come to me. I mean, I've had two distinct circumstances where they have actually come to me um, to greet me or to um, um, give me information. And apparently at one point, without realizing it on the astral level, I freed one from an imprisonment and I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Um, but, um, which would piss some people off, but I don't care because I'm not from here. So <laughs> anyway, um, um, and then on the full moons, that's when I do the Naga um, stuff. And I do that in accordance with Hindu ritual, which I've been taught very simple, very simple Hindu stuff. So I try, you know, whatever offerings I give, I try to do it within the context of whatever the tradition is, because that's sort of what they'll understand. That's, that's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's what they're used to. Um, and uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, even, I even use the languages. So, you know, like when I do the, when I do the, the, the um, horn serpent, ritual i i used i do i use cherokee and shawnee the languages and then when i do um the the full moon thing i i use sanskrit so you know you have to study these languages a little bit to figure out what's going on but and again it's not to get anything from them although they have they have done things for me spontaneously actually um you know there have been times when I've had some really, you know, I've, I've had trouble making certain decisions or trying to figure out like, how can I let go of this situation or this person or something? And they've just shown up and said, listen, we'll take care of that. Just don't worry about it. And that not in a bad way. It's not like they're going to kill anybody or anything like that. It's like, we'll just take care of that. Don't worry about it. That's sort I've of in our, in our purview, you know, and so then they do it and I, and then it's gone. I've had, I've had exactly the same type of relationships with what I do believe to be less corporeal, non-human people. Yeah. And I, I, I really honestly prefer the non-human relationship model because there's a lot more selflessness in it, in my experience it's a lot clearer in communication and i really love that they always follow through on the things that they promise and i just i love that so much and they 
what you're describing makes a lot of sense to me. That, that lines up exactly what they have told me over a lifetime, that if people would be more selfless towards them, more objective and less accusatory, then they would be more than happy to interact with humankind. And so I think you nailed everything with what all you just said there. And I, I think that your testimony is really important, to be honest. So I'm very happy to have met you, my friend. Oh, uh, well, you know, the truth is, is that I think what pisses them off, I think what pisses um, like Nagas off or, you know, some of these beings is that there's this, in it, there's this presumption that, and unfortunately it's, it's promoted by certain forms of occultism. This idea that it's our, it, that we have the right and prerogative to try to just control these beings. Amen. Exactly. And, 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 and I, and I just, it's like, why I don't, I don't even want to, I have trouble controlling myself. I don't need to control anybody. I, I, I don't need to have favors by people. To me, it's a, it's more of a, a friendship or a relationship or, or, yeah. you know, it's, or, and that's it, you know, I, and I, you know, I will do these, these rituals for months without necessarily getting anything out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the sense that, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this to get anything. It's, it's just more of an honoring and, exactly. and, and then every now and then it'll pop up, you know, they'll pop up and, uh, or I'll get some information. And I, and I do that with other, other beings too. I mean, I guess I just, it's like, oh, where did you go? It's like, I walk around and <laughs> I, I just assume that I just assume that everything's alive because it's, yeah. it's certainly, it certainly acts that way towards me. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I try not, I try not to run into things or I try to announce myself first or, you know, whatever, because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm surrounded by all the people. That's how I refer to them as all the people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't worry about whether I'm doing it right or not. The, I haven't found that they're that particular, as long as Correct. you're, you're genuine and your, your intention is good. And, and, you know, people you get, get so, it. Yeah. People yeah. Get so I, exercised. I, I love that. Um, would you be interested in coming onto my channel in the near future to, to talk about animism and whatnot? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jeffrey can give you my info. Yeah. 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 But I yeah, agree I with you entirely. And I, I am really bothered by the human entitlement and the superiority complex that it seems most human beings have. And from what I've been told, human beings are born thinking that they are like top of the food chain and whatnot. And that does seem to be true in my experience. And then things like religion and politics just make it a lot worse. So outside of me doing my channel, I am an extreme introvert for the vast most part. I mean, like I'll do a few charity events here and there, but other than that, I avoid human beings like the plague. <laughs> yep. They scare me. Yeah, well, well, present human beings. I mean, I've met a few human beings that are okay, but they are not really not run of the mill. Exactly. Same. 
same. I have my little circle that I'm very, very close to and that I trust. And outside of that, everyone else gets the pigeon eye because usually they're just, they're disrespectful and entitled. Like, oh my God. So just last night, I had a, a famous author who was supposed to have a, uh, an interview come onto my show and I had to cancel because I wasn't feeling well because I'm dealing with mold toxicity and stuff. And I messaged this guy like 20 minutes beforehand or whatever. And I said, Hey, I'm really, really sorry. I have to reschedule. And I explained, you know, it's just so much right now. The only thing that he could do was the next day he dropped me a message saying, Oh, I had entirely forgotten about my deal with you. I went and saw a movie instead. I'm like, you're in your 40s or 50s. You don't do this to other people, but it's okay to do it to me. And this was after he had been snappy with me um, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I, and I just come to the conclusion that a lot of people just suck. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, well, Jeffrey can tell you all kinds of weird crap that we've had strange straight very strange cancellations what was that one guy that got really weird it got really weird and creepy um, he was some some young guy he got really weird and creepy like you tried to schedule him twice and he just i don't know and it, yeah there was one where uh i'm not gonna say who it is or what but yeah yeah you don't, kept, you don't have to do that kept not showing up and it's like and he even i was like even nice and rescheduled he didn't show up to that one and then he was yeah. like i'm sending you a christmas box to make up for it he didn't it never got and that's so i was like okay that's yeah, fine yeah. never came <laughs> I was like, Dude, just weirdness there's a lot of weirdness like that with stuff Lately, to where it just makes you jaded with all this crap, you know, you yeah. get jaded. I, I well, I just have to kind of figure out like, what are you like in regular life? If, if you're if you do like, how do you how do you like manage like really normal things like food and driving in a car? <laughs> if you're gonna act like this, you know, I don't know. No, Mark. Yeah. No, yeah. Mark, Eddie. It was not the dolphin guy. Oh, <laughs> oh was... well, no, that guy was that guy was another weird guy. Let's yeah. <laughs> not even go there. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Was when I first started out, and he put a book about I don't even remember his name. What, what was that? What was that? Was that the guy? The guy who said he was having sex with a dolphin? Yeah, he wrote some psychedelic. This was a long time ago when I it first started out. Ago. And uh, went through a Howard Stern stage, which now I don't really listen to Howard Stern, but back then I did. But anyway, the guy had a book about a psychedelic experience and making love to a dolphin. And I had him on. And I, of course, I, I was like, is there pillow talk? Like, I was being stupid, but he started getting really sick with some of this stuff. And, and we had to throw him off air and it was bad. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a very long <laughs> lesson learned on that one. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I would, I would, I would rather li listen to you know to, for two hours to someone talk about their their weird abduction experiences on Mars before I hear about somebody abusing a dolphin that way. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of scary story. The Stan Romanek situation that was uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Used to be friends oh, with them. That got really. I'm not friends with them anymore. They threatened legal action because I turned against him after finding out about some of that stuff that he got with. But there's a lot of creepos out there like that. Well, but 
Do you Just think that there's him. any way that he was actually being framed, or do you think that it's legit that he was just a creeper? He's a creeper. I, I really think creeper. I really I think, think, the I whole think he's thing creeper. Was, at first, I thought there was something to it. You know, he's on David Letterman and all that crap. I thought there may have been some truth to it, but when you start hearing about <laughs> showing up at his house, finding pedo stuff, and then he had the situation where he said he got beat up by the men in black, and in my head... I saw him telling someone to hit him who was not men in black. There's just a lot of fraudulent stuff that I don't, I don't believe that. I think the whole thing may have been fabricated. Do I know a hundred percent? No, but I, I wouldn't put it past it. You know, there's definitely some creepy. It just gives me the creeps talking about it right now. My intuition yeah. says there's some creepy creeper stuff. They actually invited me to their house once for some, I, I didn't go. Thank God. I get roofy roofied or something. But, uh, a long time ago. So I think there's some creepy stuff with that for sure. I haven't heard much out of them anymore. Thank God. But wow. yeah, there's stuff like that out there that you got to be uh, careful with and have discernment. It's like a, a lot of the uh, exopolitics stuff bothers me. Like a lot of it, there's like this just, I don't know. It's like this agreed upon reality that they all agree that's true, and there may be some truths to it, but sometimes it just gets really zany, like Obama time traveling to Mars. And uh, I said, <laughs> I'm I said, sorry, I'm sorry. I said, I, funny. I said I didn't believe it, and Alfred Weber was like, "You work for the dark cabal Illuminati," and like attacked me. I'm a saint just because I said I don't believe Obama time traveled to Mars. So there's a lot of weirdness, you know, out there that you have to be, oh, you have to run from. I try to run from the exopolitics stuff, but uh, and I jokingly say some of them should write alien erotica porn on Amazon or something. Some of the stuff they, it just seems like they, you know, there's some truth to it, but some of it just seems like, I don't know. I just don't trust it. Like there's Micah Sala, that story, Michael Sala about some military top secret dude that's in the military that comes down to Florida and meets with the ant people and they give him this tree of life seed and he has like shows and books about this guy, but there's really no evidence. Maybe it's true, but I would think there'd be something, you know, some more evidence, <laughs> but well, see, well, see, 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 to me, what's going on there is they're telling a story about something else. There, there's, there, there is a story that they're telling that, that sometimes they're tapping into something but they're confusing levels and um, you know, and some of it may be, some of it may be parallel or alternate timeline stuff. Um, and some of it may be just sort of like in their own brains in a weird way, but you know, that like that person we had on a couple weeks ago, whose name now I can't even remember. Penny she Bradley. Yeah. She had this, she has this entire kind of narrative that, that is that connects to a lot of things that I think are real, that I think are, are, you know, are genuine concerns or genuine things. Um, and so it's, I, you know, I don't think she's a crank in any way, shape or form, but I also think that there are times when she confuses levels, like she confuses this reality here, this focus arena that we're in, and maybe something that's just, just to the side of it. And it all sort of gloms together in her. 
and and what happens and she has these experiences and what happens is that she and i think there is a trauma sort of at the core of what she's talking about um but what ends up happening is because she, all of this stuff comes together she hasn't quite figured out the, the boundaries between all of that. And so what happens are distortions. And, you know, this happens all the time. It happens with people when they channel. It happens with people. Uh, it happens with dream material. I mean, that's part of, that's part of the good thing about having a spiritual discipline is you begin to figure out for yourself, like what, you know, what your own focus is and when you're, when, when these other kinds of areas of consciousness are bleeding in, because they're all legit. It's, it's not a matter of, of real or not real or false or true. It's, it's a matter of, of uh, being able to differentiate between levels. And that's really hard. I mean, we're so locked into a certain ego structure in our culture that it's just really hard. Uh, you have to develop a kind of fluidity of mind to 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 be able to do it. And I'm not saying I do it all the time. I mean, you know, I have a regular job. And when I'm in my job, I'm just like, <laughs> that's why I'm so exhausted when I get home. It's like, this reality is exhausting. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. it's just, well, if I, if I may, <sighs> friend, um, something really unique about the human experience that I've been taught of is that the human being only has one ego, but right. non-human people have simultaneously no ego, but they can choose to develop several egos, completely aware, functioning, full egos that they can grab onto at any point in time in order to be or portray whatever they need or desire at that moment, especially when interacting with humankind. And so the fascination with human people then is because human beings have one single story that they are living at a time that they are completely invested in, immersed in, and that that is apparently very special because it doesn't exist elsewhere, especially in the higher and higher um, vibrations. So I find that interesting, what you're talking about right now, being locked in and discerned. Right. right. Well, and, and it, I, well, and for me, I mean, and, and I can only speak for myself because I do think sure. that, that people are here for different reasons. Some people are here just because out of bad habit or they're stupid, but you know, some people are here to figure certain things out. And, um, and for me, at least, you know, as long as I'm in a physical body here, then that means that I have to operate by a certain set of rules. There are some rules that, um, that I need to operate by just to function. Yes. And, uh, and, um, and those rules have boundaries and those, and those actual, actually those rules can be, are, are, they they can be they can be very good because uh, in some cases because there are entities that um, have to respect those rules um, because yeah. you know this is a legitimate reality and um, and 
and if, if you're here, you're here for a certain reason. And, um, and it's just good to try to figure that out if you can, you know, if you have the capacity to do that. I agree. Um, but so, um, you know, if, if you have the discernment, if a person has the discernment, then you can understand how to function or use the, the, first of all, the reality that we're in is more malleable than we tend to think of it as being. It's we who become very rigid, but, um, but, but, um, it, once you sort of figure some of the, your own parameters out, then you can sort of start using it in very interesting ways. Um, and it's in, you know, you're, you're not using it to harm anybody else. You're using it to figure out what reality really is, what the greater reality is, where this reality comes from. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. to, it's not to control anything because you don't need to. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's, that's, that's the important thing is that you don't need to. Uh, there, there, you know, these, these forms of magic, you know, that are all about, you know, manifesting your desires. Well, you're manifesting them all the damn time. You're just not paying attention to what your real desires are. <laughs> so they may it's not, a, people may not know like, that, and it, it's yeah. so interesting because what you're saying is exactly a massive part of the, uh, like paranormal and spiritual counseling that I used to do. I call it existential therapy, where I would talk to people just about the nature of their situation, their physical, their mental, their emotional, nutritional boundaries, all of that, and then teach them how to craft a life that they're going to love within their own personal, uh, boundaries and goals and whatnot. And, and just, learning how to have ex a radical acceptance for one's incarnation as it is right now, I think would solve almost all of humankind's problems. You know, there right. wouldn't be the need right. for politics, for religion, or for uh, toxic relationships, or binge eating, you could say, or alcoholism. Um, so yeah, this is why I think it's it's all very deeply connected. Although some kinds of binge eating are really great. Like, like there, there's this, there's I this, there, 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 there's a, well, not just that, but there's this wonderful, <laughs> I just, in fact, I just got a, I got a thing for it. There's this wonderful um, confection that you can make that's called a, that it's a, it's a, it's a shy halud, a spicy shy halud. You know, those are the, those are the worm creatures in Dune. Um, and it's, and it's like a, it's like a big baked croissant, except it's like big and long and, and you fill it with a, with a, like a, a sweet, a, a, a sweet curry uh, um, inside and, and uh, give it a mouth and it, and they're yummy. <laughs> Interesting. And you and you I, eat lots. I like to eat lots of them, actually. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I I've never seen um, Dune. I've never seen the Loki show. To be honest, I don't watch very much TV. I don't participate in religion or politics. I live a very quiet, peaceful life. Otherwise, and I only interact with material that I need to for situations like shows that we're doing or for books that I'm in the middle of writing or the uh, the other types of authorship deals that I have. And then that's it. I think, I don't know, for me, it just, none of it feels right. That's just me though. I don't know. I'm very self-contained in that way. Right. Well, Lamb, it, Lamb's, it, Am it, Lamb's Amish too. 
Is she? I'm, I am not. I am so not. I am so not. Which I understand. So, I understand. I watch a lot of movies, and I will watch that, a show. That, 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 well, well, Je Jeffrey is kind of like you know the the expert on horror movies. I mean, I yeah. I'm I'm very I'm very careful about the movies that I watch. I do like some science fiction movies though, but I but I but I I'm very careful about the horror movies I watch because I've ha I've experienced too many things in real life for mm. for any of that to. For, to, to, for any of that to actually be play for me or entertainment. Sure. Um, but um, no, he, well, you can, well, he does, he, well, he's got his virtual background up here, but if you were to see his actual, his actual um, digs, he's got all of these horror fiction masks in the, in the back. That like the class, but this, whole, this whole collection this whole collection like universal monsters and nosferatu the silent films the good stuff like now a lot of horror movies are just like too much like it's gore porn but i like the old good stuff you know the real good stuff there is a new nosferatu coming out by robert eggers i'm pretty uh, I, i've i've heard about that yeah that's gonna be a good one hopefully uh but yeah the classics hammer horror i like that that's like peter cushing and all that kind of stuff the good stuff i know there's a movie that me and christina may watch later a spaceman with adam sandler where it's on netflix and new where he's on a an astronaut and there's some kind of alien spider creature with him so we're going to check that out later some kind of uh, arachnid oh i know one thing i want to say uh rest in peace to richard lewis that was uh, uh yes Sad yeah. news, uh, friend to Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm on the show, and uh, as a comedian, but he had Parkinson's, but he had a heart attack, so that, that was sad. Uh, and then also, what else? Uh, Ministry just had a new album, Hopium for the Masses, which is kind of a full throttle attack on the QAnon Trump crap, which is pretty amusing. Like, there's a song on there called <laughs> Goddamn White Trash. And uh, big dick energy BDE, white power mongers. The whole soundtrack to go after big them, dick energy. Yeah, there's a whole video, <laughs> it's on YouTube, it's, it's on YouTube, it's PG 13. So, but uh, but uh, hoping for the masses, that's a good one. So, uh, see, this, 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 see, this is why I like Jeffrey, he's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Al Jurgensen is a ministry. It's a good band. It's been around for a long time, uh, for sure. Well, we got about five minutes, and uh, Tilly, it's uh, been great having you on. It's great that uh, Wham's here with us as well. And what are what are some of the future things you got planned? What's what's going on? And you want to give your links out again? <laughs> sure. Yes. Um, absolutely. Thank you. Future plans. Well, I have this massive move that I am in the middle of. In June, roughly, we're planning on um, starting to travel, essentially, the United States. And if all goes well, I will be doing walks in person with show guests. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Those episodes will be recorded and put onto YouTube, hopefully in a, in a fun, more enjoyable format that's out in nature. So there's that. And then... Um, Oh, yes. I've also just penned a specific book deal with Joshua Cutchen, if you're familiar with him. He and yes. I are going to be writing a book about genetics, non-human and human hybrid 
hybridization and different incarnation types and we'll be looking at it from my point of view and then from his point of view and then my good friend Tim R. Swartz will be chiming in with some of his own information too. What else do I have? Uh, um, oh yes, uh, I'm working on launching an e-shop right now and I have hired an artist. She and I are making seasonal paranormal themed designs for the Weird Walk Home merchandise. And I am a dessert tea master. I blend all of my own organic small batch dessert teas. So those are going to be for sale, all paranormal themed and paranormal named on the website that I'm working on. And there will be fun gift boxes and holiday goodies, all of that. Uh, I think that's that's about it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do work with the Quad Coalition of Sciences and the International Dogman Project on YouTube. I am a paranormal author for those lovely gentlemen as well. And um, so I, I write exclusive content for them that you can only find on Facebook if you search those two names. I think that's uh, that's really about it. But yeah, if anyone is interested, please go check out my channel. Tim Swartz and I run that channel together with my husband. That is The Weird Walk Home. That's on YouTube. <laughs> that's really about it, to be honest. Um, the Weird Walk Home is very, very new, only having been in existence since late October of last year. <laughs> I have a dog in here snoring. So if you hear that, it's not my stomach. It's a dog laying on the floor snoring. So I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've Tim Swartz, uh, I believe Tim, uh, Timothy Beckley used to write a lot of books with him. Uh, and I, Timothy used to send me a lot of books and I've interviewed, he passed away, uh, not too long ago. Uh, but I'm familiar with Joshua too. I've interviewed him before. It's been a while and I have his Bigfoot books, the part one and part two, I forget the name of them, but I have those. They're pretty good. Uh, definitely yeah. need, to get, need to get him on again sometime. It's been a while, but I think I had him on about the smell book he did. There's like a paranormal smells or something like the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one for sure. But uh, it's been great having you on, Tilly. Thanks uh, so much. Uh, thanks to Mark Eddy. He always gets great guests. We just uh, scheduled uh, Wally Wagner again, which uh, is always UFOs in the Bible and stuff like that. Oh, that's uh, fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's always a good one. Especially he's like a kind of like Michael Carter. They're like these Christian preachers that are like rock and roll UFO in your face and trying <laughs> to make their churches talk about UFOs. So that gets pretty, pretty oh, wow. weird. But yeah, uh, Michael's been on Ancient Aliens a lot and stuff. But uh, everybody, you're listening to United Public Radio, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. And uh, Brian Seach is next next week. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. Thanks, Tilly. Thanks, Wham. Thanks, Mark Eddy. Thanks, uh, Jojo Montado. Thanks, Christina. And uh, everybody have a good weekend. Thanks so much. Good Take night, it all everybody. easy. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.